Gilda, welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast. So, I thought I might talk a little bit about something which is happening to me in the immediate present. And it's made me reflect a lot on different martial arts, my own personal journey, and in particular the way in which martial arts are perceived and certain things that we take for granted around martial arts. So, in September I'm going to be travelling to Canada. October the 1st I'm going to be doing a seminar with the incredible James Pankovich sensei who's been on this podcast and if you do cut out that you know who James Pankovich is. Um, great instructor from the Asato Dojo there in Okinawa at the invitation of Shihan Steve Arms in the Shoshinkan Dojo up there in Aurora, Canada. And part of what we're going to be doing is we're going to be presenting a couple of things. One, we're going to be doing some work together on karate and I guess our personal interpretations and it's going to be really interesting. I've done karate now for, gosh, 45 years. 45 years. Um, and in all that time, you know, it's always been an uphill battle. And I'm not saying there was a sense of false humility I just feel like it is this thing where in doing karate or doing jiu-jitsu or doing any kind of martial art that you do, there's a focus in the beginning of what we do on the physical technique and what sits behind the physical technique, you know, getting our technique right, our break falling, our kicking, our punching, our kata, or whatever. And to be honest, in the early days, there wasn't much focus on the culture that kind of created that. And I didn't really stop to think about it too much. I have to be honest and say that I grew up with some extremely weird racial stereotypes about other people from other cultures. I believe that all Chinese people or people of Asian extraction all knew martial arts. That was the ignorance of my upbringing, my ignorance around anyone who was different from me and my ignorance of the world at large, to be totally honest. And I have always been involved in indigenous Māori martial arts from a very early age. And um, part of what I'm going to be doing up in Canada is giving people an opportunity to experience my journey in terms of indigenous Māori combat arts. And as far as I know, at least in North America... It hasn't been done before. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know every Māori person in the world. We don't all know each other. But to my knowledge, it's never been done before. And I'm going to be touching on some interesting things that I've spent more time learning than I have karate and Okinawa martial And for me, it's the first time teaching outside of New Zealand, teaching these sorts of things. And it got me to thinking about the nature of martial arts and how is it that Okinawan and Japanese people, how is it that their arts, which are so intrinsic to their history and their culture, are encouraged and taught outside of Japan? And what was the story there? What was the thought process? For me, I guess I see in my idealistic way that the martial arts have created bridges between cultures, especially post-war. Bridges between cultures, bridges between people, communities, and 
there's some incredible masters of all the various disciplines that have emerged in the West. Uh, likewise, in Okinawa and mainland Japan, there were some incredible masters. And you sort of think, okay, there are people that are just as physically good in the West as there are anywhere in Japan or Okinawa or China or Thailand or the Philippines or whatever. I think what is often the case is that we miss the context of the culture and that karate is a product of a culture and a history and a tradition. And going up to Canada and sharing, I guess, some of my history and some of my tradition and some of the treasures of my culture is kind of an intimidating thing. One, because, you know, I don't think of myself in any way, shape or form as any kind of master or sensei. We don't have those sort of terms. It's just something that I've done for most of my life and I've taught here in New Zealand amongst our Indigenous people and been very lucky to have been mentored by some incredible, incredible, what you what you would probably term sensei if we're going to use that sort of vernacular. Kaioko and tohunga, people who are masters of the craft. And to be asked and to be given an opportunity to go to Canada and share these things is a responsibility that I don't take lightly. And I wonder if back in the old days, or back in the old days, back when martial arts started to move across the globe and perhaps there was instructors or people or organisations in Japan and Okinawa that thought, well, you know, let's see where this goes. And I know in particular the JKA trained some really top-level Shotokan karate instructors to spread the Shotokan style all around the world. And that's been the case for a lot of different styles of martial arts. And as I go to Canada and as I think about going up there, I want to be worthy of that. But at the same time, I want to represent myself, my community, my people and my family in the best possible light. And it's intimidating, not because I don't have the skill the ability or the training to do it, but that I want to be an example, at least competent in what I teach. And in our culture, in the Māori culture, there's a lot of, I guess, different principles, one of which is a thing called tohe. Tohe means the rite of passage, and usually it's a man, a boy to a man, in the sense that you're going from boyhood to manhood, or uh, as a girl to a woman, you go through, through these certain rites of passage, and I guess this is kind of, I see it as being one of mine. This year also my face is going to change, and then I'm taking on, I'm honoured to be taking on tāmoko. Um and Tāmoko, if you don't know what it is, is the facial, traditional facial tattooing of uh, the Māori people. And it's been something that's been a long time. It's not something, a decision I've made lightly. There's a lot of ritual, there's a lot of protocol that goes with it, and I'm hoping to be worthy of that. At the same time, I want to go up to Canada and do and create a good account of myself. I'm looking forward to doing karate and 
being able to demonstrate and work with and train with other people and have my mind expanded by other practitioners, at the same time, I'm going to be bringing something that is mine, something that is from my culture. And it's an interesting kind of dichotomy because whenever I do karate, I always feel as though I talk a lot about you know owning your training and owning your approach, and that's a really important thing. But at the end of the day, karate is not from my culture, and I always feel as though I'm a guest in someone else's house when I do it. Perhaps a non-guest, perhaps an uninvited guest at times, but a guest nonetheless. And as long as I continue to train, that will be the case. And that, I guess, is a cultural thing from my upbringing, and it's not a reflection of anyone else's values. When I'm going to Canada, I'm going to be doing something where I'm not the guest in the house. I am the house, and I bring with me my ancestors and my grandparents and their their great-grandparents and their great-great-grandparents and the people who taught me and the people who sit on either side of me, my grandparents who brought me up, my mother, my father, and my life experiences. And that's an intimidating thing, but all we can do is what we can do. All we can be is hopefully, the best version of ourselves. And I guess I equate that to standing in front of a class. Every time we get up there, we stand in front of the class. You know, they don't want to see the knee injuries or the back injuries, and they don't want to know the bills you've got to pay or the fact that your car got a scratch in it or (laughs) the, the thousand and one other problems that are going on. People don't want to know what's going on behind the scenes. But I think it's important especially when we're imparting these things, to keep our humanity. (coughs) Because it is very easy to forget who we are and where we come from. And I'm looking forward to this opportunity to share a little bit of my culture with people who I care about, to make new friends, with people that have an eagerness to experience that I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm really looking forward to the notion of being able to share and for those people to bring in their experiences and their training and to to share, uh, I guess, a meal together. And we put the meal out together and we all eat. And it's intimidating and it's worrying. But I've just got to stop being in awe and do my best to be awesome, (laughs) which is easier said than done. And I think it's all any instructor can do. All we can be is who we are. And as long as we remember who we are and who we're not, then I think we're on a good path. Martial arts is a, is a game of looking at yourself even when you don't like to look, even when you don't want to look at too closely at your um, perceived problems. That's the art of being an invisible sensei.